What's going on, everybody? I go by the name of Team Tommy. This is Boy Too Nice. And we are No Refunds Podcast slash TV. Make sure you are subscribed to us on YouTube.com slash No Refunds TV. And you are listening to the Millennial Her Podcast. Facts. You are now tuned in to Millennial Her. Thank God it's Thursday and we're back for episode eight, which is going to be about all things relationships. Um, first of all, we want to thank our loyal listeners. We hope that you enjoyed us thus far for season two. Obviously, we have to mention that the Millennial Hair Podcast caters to both males and females. We like to say we are the blueprint for like-minded bosses on the rise. And we also want to remind you to become a Patreon member where we offer exclusive perks for being loyal to us and helping us fund our $5,000 goal to build a team and heighten the stakes for TMP. We are offering a variety of merch behind the scenes of how to make a podcast, which is soon to come. So stay tuned and entry into a big giveaway. So make sure that you um, follow us and search on www.patreon.com backslash the Millennial Her Podcast. But. We also have a special guest, Cheryl's Give It Away. We're joined by none, none other than the No Refunds Podcast. Hey. Yeah. hey. Tommy and <laughs> Boy Too Nice. <laughs> they lit and whatnot. But we will catch up with them. But first, we have to talk about our hot topics. Hot in. So hot in here. Ooh. So hot in. So it's sizzling this Thursday. We are talking all things Fantasia. Listen, I know y'all heard my girl Truthy. I never got over you. <laughs> she recently did an interview with The Breakfast Club on 105.1 if you're, you know, in the New Jersey, New York, tri-state area. And she basically had this whole, um, well, she came to promote her new, her latest project, but she um, also touched um, based on her relationship, her marriage. And let's just listen to what she had to say that's gotten me shook, honey. We need more men to stand up and, and lead the way. Mm -hmm. Most women are trying to be the leader. Mm -hmm. That's why you can't find a man. You can't be the king in the house. <laughs> Fall back and be the queen and let your man lead, lead the way. I don't need to start that, but it's a generational curse mm -hmm. in how society have placed our men. Mm -hmm. And women have to, to to stand up and be the mother and the father and the provider. And so then now you are so bad. You so you can't be told nothing that when the right man come, you lose him because you're trying to be the the man. I was going to say, yeah, right, you man. Mm -hmm. Can we be equal? Oh, of course. Because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, I'm the neck. My man's the head. So he can't make any moves without his wife. You know what I mean? It mm -hmm. all works together. But you can't be the head of the house. You got to let the man be the head of the house. So... Y'all heard it here probably multiple times over on social media, but I just wanted to recap, you know, a few highlights that I captured on, on the interview that women don't have a man because they are trying to lead, can't be king, fall back and let the man lead. Gener it being a generational curse that that mindset between us and that the man is the head, women are the neck making you know y'all equal but man still needs to leave but before we go into that hot topic and really delve into it no refunds podcast tell us what your podcast is about and why it's so befitting that you join us for this episode today all right so i'll go by the name of team tommy that's voice nice over there uh i guess why we're so fitting is because we touch on cultural topics the same way you guys do. Uh, we give our own personal opinions about everything. We also do reactions and everything like that, too. Um, I mean, we come from a, a male point of view on everything. You guys have the female point of view on everything. Um, so it's a good mixture right now the that we're doing right. this. The the this <laughs> Got you. So let's dive right into it. Do you think that 
Fantasia has a point that women, like literally the first thing she said, women don't have a man because they are trying to lead, that we can't be king, that we need to fall back and let a man lead. Thoughts? I think there's definitely a struggle when you have two alpha alpha people trying to uh, fight for the head. Um, like two rams. What does that mean, time. though? I mean, because you have, because I think alpha is more sort of personality. Somebody who's trying to take charge. Mm-hmm. If two people are trying to, if two people are trying to take charge, then they're going to butt heads a lot. Um, but just like there are women that are alphas, there are men that are submissive. So I think it's more sort of balanced. So if you find, if you are the type that is an alpha, I think you should find somebody that's not so, not so alpha, submissive. And I think what, um, so not to cut you off, but I think what Fantasia was talking about, like her stance on everything, it, one, it's all circumstantial, but two, that's more or less like the... 60s 50s way of thinking right like, i agree it's like a in our culture nowadays like everyone has to take care of their own responsibilities obviously back in the day like when you were well back when you were white i was never white so um, <laughs> <laughs> there was like a thing where the man was always the head of the household and mm-hmm. the woman was always the backbone or the neck i guess in this situation and nowadays it's not exactly the same way and i would personally say just as millennials like our world is going so fast. Like there's people that don't even want to be in a relationship, don't even want to be married. So mm-hmm. what she's referring to, I agree with you, Tommy, is from later on um, when probably like her grandparents era where it was the the father or the um, husband was the provider and the wife was the supporter. So I agree with you on that. Well, I think that in the reference she used, right, the head and the neck, both of them are equally important. You can't use one without the other. So if both are equally important, why why do we need to follow this concept of one person need to lead? Mm-hmm. Because um, I think yeah. in that sense, she kind of contradicted herself. You need him to lead, but you're the neck and he can't do anything without you. So, and also, I feel like it depends, like he said, it's circumstantial because there's, there's plenty of situation where it's a marriage and the woman is the breadwinner. When the male isn't. So that was a question that DJ Envy also asked in the interview was if that is the situation, what is a person supposed to do? Um, You know, she wasn't in the capacity to answer it fully. But I think what she said was like, you know, it's not for all women. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's not everyone. So why would why do you think that, you know, going back to Anaya's question of, you know, how can we still be equal if we if you, we're still depending on the man to lead, any of you, Tommy, you can answer. So if if I was say I don't think there's a such thing as like equal in this situation, then because somebody needs the other person to support the other person in order for their relationship to work. So someone has to take a back seat in order for someone to be in this situation, in order for someone to be the head of the uh, the, the household. I guess you said um, someone has to take a back seat, and then I guess in this situation, Fantasia is the one taking a back seat to her husband. So. And that situation is not necessarily equal, but they both play a very important role in but the relationship. I can say that she did touch on that when she was the breadwinner, he was taking a back seat. So they kind of switched roles. I think when you when you add titles, you kind of attach a negative connotation to it. Like if there's no titles, if it's just like an understanding, then there's not much to really talk about. But when you add the, oh, well, I'm the breadwinner, he's the, you know, the support role, then people start to look at it differently. Rather than just, you know, people just living their relationship the way they want to, the way they see fit. And also, um, Fantasia is a very religious person. She is. So So this is coming from what the Bible says, of course, Mm -hmm. with the whole umbrella of the male being the supporter. I mean, the male being the breadwinner and, you know, a wife has to stay by her husband and whatnot. So my next question would be, do you think back to that whole submissive um, ideal or you know um, what the point that I said about it being some women do you think that Fantasia is referencing all women or what group of women do you think she is referring to when she made that statement about some people you know some women don't have a man because they don't know how to fall back and let the man be a king and you know the generational curse mm-hmm. she's speaking specifically to millennials almost like low key jabbing us in the neck right now so you know, what group of women do you think she's referring to? 
I definitely felt I definitely felt jabbed when she said it. Word. <laughs> because I'm I had like, a whole discussion. Right. Like, are you telling me that I can't find a man because I'm I'm strong or I'm independent or How I dare have she? to I have to <laughs> automatically submit in order to get a man? Like that whole concept just don't sit well with me. Mm-hmm. But she said she had to learn it too. So it wasn't something that was like It was like a give or take situation. She, like you had said, Cheryl's before when she met her husband he he's a felon that's what she proclaimed that's what she threw out there now it makes makes sense (laughs) that 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 when they got married that she obviously was taking care of family she's a grammy you know singer so at the end of the day um uh she had to learn how to let him leave because all of the financials she was taking in financial she was the most one with notoriety all of these things that the breadwinner or the man I'm doing air quotes guys would typically have mm-hmm. so you know she had to learn how to let her man but she was saying in the eyes of God or that he was following you know back to the religious standpoint that that's why she felt comfortable because she felt as though um he's leading in the in God's eyes and how God would want them to move forward in their path and i think oh go ahead i think that's ego though i think that what happened was she was trying to find a way to make the relationship work the way she knew how to make it work but the ego of his ego got into the way of it and she had to learn that you know what maybe i should take a back seat but isn't to play devil's advocate isn't it um actually we all know fantasia has been through a lot of controversy you got to think of the music industry. It's intense. So for someone that young to come into the music industry, win American Idol, and deal with all of that, and then she finds a man, she kind of wants to take the back seat at that point. Yeah, Charles, but you're also being very specific because, mm-hmm. like, in her situation... I guess what she's saying makes sense, but she also made it general. General to all, like, to what seemed to be all women. So that's why we can't be talking about her life factors or what she went through because she literally said, this is why y'all women don't have an amen. But, and then she mentions the whole thing about submission. I know you had mentioned that earlier. And so I wanted to, like, break it down to kind of give you more, um, insight on what it means submission is said to only be for those within a union aka a marriage or you know however you see fit submission is also considered to in long form to be a biblical submission viewed as a service unto god um women are not commanded to submit to their husbands because god ensures that men will be just or loving when a woman submits unto her husband she's actually submitting unto god which is from a pith uh, what is Ephesians? Mm-hmm. I can't. I didn't want to say it wrong. Epiphany. Word. Epiphany. <laughs> Word. A woman, therefore, does not submit because her husband deserves it in his own marriage. She submits because she knows it is pleasing to her Lord. There will be times when a woman needs to submit and her husband does not deserve it from a human perspective. But by divine right, God set the man as leader and a woman can trust that God is good. So what's the thought? On this quote, which I found from Karm.org, which is a source that I use to kind of scope, you know, our topics for today. So what do you think about this? Do you understand it a little bit more based off of what I said about like the religious aspect? Yeah, the religious aspect of it not being like what what I originally thought of submission like. What you mean? What you mean? Like I'm on my knees, like where like you are holy king and all that. Exactly. Like like on some hotepness. Before this uh Before I before I listen to you so eloquently read this quote, um, uh-huh. when when you say the word submissive, it's like you giving in to the other person, mm-hmm. like Fifty Shades of Grey. I've yeah, I've <laughs> yeah, never nah. thought about yeah. this in the biblical aspects. Red of things. room. I guess it might be. I don't know if you want to call it a millennial thing. So my family's like super religious, but because I didn't go to church every Sunday like everybody else did, like I'm not a part of that group. Right. So when I think about the word submissive or being submissive to somebody, it's not in the religion aspect. So it's not what this quote is saying. So I can't, I don't, I don't disagree with it, but I can't say I agree with it because it's not, it's out of my realm. Right. I, I would it's say, okay. That's I, perfectly fine. I would say coming from like a religious background, I understand it. But then again, I feel like times have changed. Millennials, we worked hard for these degrees. <laughs> like yeah. who's sitting here, you sitting know. down, like not doing anything and just letting I mean, granted, in retrospect, it's nice to not have to do anything, but it's just like, I feel like our generation, we're not about that life at all. Mm-hmm. And in the quote, it said, I don't know if you want to put it back out there, but 
from what I remember, it was um uh to be no what I go off my memory okay um you remember essentially yeah my memory is trash essentially (laughs) it was saying that um in order for a woman to be submissive to a man is like her giving herself to God and in my literal mind it makes me feel like the woman has to see her man as a God and I don't see it that way got you but you know what 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 might be most applicable to us because I'm pretty sure none of us are married here no. Yeah, yeah, but I'm gonna speak it to existence. Word. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I researched, I did my due diligence. If those within a relationship, whether it's dating, engaged, a situationship, should you still be practicing submission based off of what I just read, which is, you know, from it being a biblical sense? Um, and what was said was that you can listen to your spouse, him or her, and well, in this case, him, and honor him and allow him to lead the relationship because you learn that certain marriage principles are very much apparent in courtship. But you don't have to give wife benefits without a husband commitment. What I took from that was that um, in my reading that if submission, because it's biblical and it's for specifically in the Bible, supposed to be for a, a, a husband and his wife, the wife benefits is that and 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 the good faith is his commitment and so then your good faith in the marriage is to give your submission to him because in that you're supposed to be trusting that he's you know he got it he got it mm-hmm. but when you don't have that commitment that's you know marriage or you know all of those things should we still be practicing it mm. and so what i <laughs> concede to say is that I don't think so. I don't think so either. I don't think it's fair though. But I can say one we thing. You don't think what's fair? I can say one thing. I don't think it's fair that it says that um because people still have sex. And if we're gonna follow the Bible to a T, right, which then we're gonna we gonna, we gonna get into that in our next time. I'm just saying y'all can't use that y'all as going an excuse to, every it's time. The, but sex is a big deal in the Bible. Yeah. So it's it's homosexuality. Okay, but we're talking about this right now. Okay. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, like, like if we're talking we about, about yo, you should be submissive or... because your husband is the man. Uh, and if you if y'all not husband and wife yet, then y'all should practice, but don't give him everything. That's kind of just saying don't give him sex because that's the most important thing when y'all get married. Child. But y'all <laughs> if y'all what? giving if y'all going to be having sex. Then yeah. I'm, I'm a so conc- basically oh. what you're saying is what if, he's saying is um, some, up. Some. if you're gonna be having <laughs> sex, then you need to don't you, give benefits. It says don't give benefits, right? <sighs> so if you are giving benefits, then allow him to you then follow all of the rules of that if you're gonna be having sex. I'm just saying, like if if y'all are gonna like pick and choose what y'all gonna this one what, are, real quick. what are y'all gonna <laughs> choose as our benefits? Then you know what I'm saying, like. So to conclude the benefit this topic, is se- I'll give you sex, but I'm not gonna give you. I'm not gonna cook for you. So, I'm to, not gonna- con- <laughs> so to conclude this topic, we're millennials, and it ain't happening. <laughs> Facts. We're millennials, and at the end of the day, when you're getting married and when you get to that peak, amazing, and you need to ha- just like Fantasia and her husband, you have to have that understanding, and you you know that understanding that. He is the neck. You mm-hmm. are the. I mean, he is the head. You are the neck, and that you know together you are equal, and that you know whatever happens in your household, that's your journey between yourselves. As long as you are content with it, then you're you're pushing forward, and that that's really it. The mm-hmm. submission thing is neither here nor there. It's not a right or a wrong. Exactly. It's more so just hey, because I could see it from both perspectives, right? From us, me being a millennial yeah. and whatnot. Definitely. But let's. Get into our favorite segment of the show, which is our, our Black Business Challenge. So you Woo. know, every Friday we, <laughs> every Friday we shed a light on a specific Black business that we supported. So we're gonna go around. We're gonna let our guests from No Refunds shout out a Black business that you supported. Hey, hey, we got one. <laughs> yeah, okay. we got together. Camden, uh, New Jersey, huh? Camden, New Jersey. Oh, for sure. Yeah. All right. All right, so the uh, black business that we support is called um, Harvin Skins. Yes. You know what they sell? Uh, no. Uh, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> seafood cheesesteaks. Ooh. What? Fam. Jerk chicken cheesesteak. Ooh. Jerk chicken. Yeah. Yeah. Figure it out. I don't know. And Caribbean cheese. Like Caribbean food cheese. It's facts. Camden, New Jersey. Harvin Skins. Shout out to you. I don't know his Did name. Do they have an Instagram? Harvin. I'm gonna guess his name's Harvin. Harvin, last name Skin. But can I can I just um thank y'all because you you know we're from North Jersey, so the fact that you're shedding a light on oh, South right. Jersey is Facts. really it's a plus. It's dope. Oh, that's good. So yeah. shout out to them. Do they have an Instagram or Harvin Skins? No, I don't know. 
I'll, I'll figure it out. But I'll say, Skins, maybe Malcolm drove an hour and was willing to drive from North Jersey, where we're at right now, Facts. all the way down to Camden, Camden, just for Them one of these cheesesteaks. I'm going to try this time. Both of the cheesesteaks. They got a seafood cheesesteak and they got a jerk chicken cheesesteak, which I'm fond of. And I went and got both of them. Okay, <laughs> that's great. So, yeah, you say the food so is look fire at him. Like, yeah. He got a black business. My black business of Thanks. the week was something we shouted out a couple weeks ago. Um, I went and supported him t- again today. Was my cousin King Abdullah? He had a whole like fish fry situation thing, and um, and it was super dope. It was a great crowd. Um, great food. The fish fry was amazing. And keep it up. And you know, he's 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 key that you put your mind to something, you set a goal, and you could do it. I've so. been craving some crab legs. Me too. too. So. I'm gonna have to, to hit him up. No, for real. <laughs> but the black business I supported is my Kuzo because she she tried to come for me the other day. It was like, you don't never shout me out on your podcast. But she has um her name is um Woody's Cuisine and she sells this special Haitian spice called Peakley's. If you haven't tried it, fire. it's super dope. <laughs> it tastes really good. And I just bought like a jar from her, so that's the business I support it. So my black business is from someone I went to school with. Her name is Val. Um, she sells organic like skincare stuff. Okay. So she has like a really good natural body butter that's only like ten dollars. Wow. And it's I need, really I, need good. A, I need the plug, sis. Yeah, I actually put her on Instagram recently. Okay. So well, thank you so much that everyone came with a black business today. That's Real, which is a up. which is a pl- a plus because it's either hit or miss for us. Word. Real quick, can and, I um oh. can I spell the name of Harvin's yes, so everybody knows I, I assume everybody knew how to spell it. H A R V I N S K I N S is how you spell Harvin's on Instagram. Yes. So say it again. We got Instagram. H A R V I N. S-K-I-N-S. In, that is the name of the restaurant Camden, you can New find Camden, New Jersey. Yes, so shout out to them and thank you for being so dope. Thank and you if, for your food and your services. Word. <laughs> and if you out there, our listeners, are um, wanting to join in on our challenge, be sure to um, follow us and add us at the Millennial Herd Podcast on Instagram and um, hashtag Black Business Challenge and or Black Business Friday. So thank you so much. The Millennial Herd Podcast is looking for you business owners, entrepreneurs, and influencers out there looking to gain exposure and more consumer support for all of the latest projects or merchandise or whatever great things that you have going on. We're looking to promote that throughout our episodes. We have a full season ahead of us, so please email us if you're looking for multiple packages available at the Millennial Herd Podcast on Instagram, or you can email us at the Millennial Herd Podcast at gmail.com. Now, transitioning into something else that I'm very, very much interested in is none other than the infamous Sierra Spousal Prayer and the Cassie Glow Up, okay? Is this a real thing or a host? Because it's kind of seeming like it's a real thing. So let's just listen to, let's take it back, okay, from when Sierra first married Russell and see what her spousal prayer actually was. So when I prayed, I'll tell you a few things that I did pray. Um, You know, I prayed for a God-fearing man. I prayed. Oh, God. I prayed for discernment. Mm. I prayed for wisdom, to really learn from the wisdom that I'm gaining through the experience that I'm going through. Mm -hmm. Um, I prayed for a man that loved kids. Because obviously me having my son, that was, if you're going to love me, you got to love him. Mm Um, you know, I prayed for a man that was worldly as well, because I love to explore. So someone that's going to edify my world is important to me. I was ready to level up. Level up. Level up. Level up. Level up. So as you can hear from there, right, um, Cheryl's that her, her prayer was pretty specific to her needs. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to, before we jump into the actual, you know, topic, I wanted to know, what would be your list if or prayer based on your religious beliefs that you would seek for a spouse to settle down with? No refunds? Word. So Y'all I'll be honest with, with you. I wouldn't really have a list. I would just more so just pray for myself and just pray for somebody to really complete what I bring to the table. And what do you bring to the table? That's a <laughs> list. Mm, I'm yeah. glad you asked. Mm. <laughs> well, <laughs> um... Let me just let me first just say that I am. An, I cannot. Okay. I am engaged. I am an engaged man, 
But yes. oh, you ain't great. Yes. Yes. Wait, I missed that part. Um, Shout wait to the minute. homie so Lakia. So why you ain't speak for the engaged people at the top of my? You said married people. No, I said I... dating engaged <laughs> no. situationship. No, but you was moving so fast that I didn't really. I <laughs> okay. Couldn't double Dutch like. Can't jump in. Yeah, what, yeah. wasn't mine. You know what okay, I'm saying? But um, no, but I'm I'm engaged. But like this changes everything. What um. I didn't really pray for nothing. Like it was, I wouldn't, I wouldn't pray for nothing. It was more so I will make sure that I'm the best me that I can be. So when I do find somebody, I can bring all of me to that to that person, and then we just see if we really compatible. And Megan Good actually just spoke about that, and she said that instead of focusing, she biting, <laughs> instead of focusing on praying for someone, you need to pray for yourself. Like so, you, you can get how? ready. So you could get ready for that person. Like yeah, ask gotcha. God to get you ready for that person. Tommy. So. I'm single. Um, I'm not in a relationship. <laughs> and like I said before, religiously, religiously, I'm not like the praying type. But if I had like a list, a list yeah. of, I was trying to think of three things off the top of my head. Like the, Cheetos? The two things. You like Cheetos? <laughs> I don't like Cheetos. That's, that, yeah, that's, that's hood chick <laughs> shit. <Damn>. Um, <laughs> if it's like at least two things that come off the top of my head, I need someone that's going to be understanding of me. And my laziness, and someone that's going to be encouraging and also be able to help me build what I want to build in the future. So I guess I don't know if that's two or three. That's two. Those would be the three things, What's two or three one? things that I would no, want to. No, he uh, said he got two. What a coincidence. What? I feel like you have that. Yeah, whatever. We're not talking about that right now. Uh, <laughs> what, what do y'all talk. think about, <laughs> about Sierra's topic? Like one of the biggest things for me is someone who listens. You know what I mean? I've been in situations where I feel like I'm talking and they're not listening to me and they don't understand where I'm coming from. So I guess somebody that's willing to be mature and, you know, can communicate effectively and listen and all of that good stuff. We talked about this for first season Fish in the Sea. Shout out to Nigerian Mitch. Word, where we discuss all of the deal breakers, flaws, you know, in a relationship that you can see how to, you know, um, be compatible, you know, how to find compatibility with your partner, et cetera. So be sure if you haven't already catch up on season one, episode six. I want to say Fish in the Sea. If not, then it is episode you six. can figure it out. OK, Ooh, I'm right. Hey. So episode six, season one, Fish in the Sea um, featuring Nigerian Mick. Mitch to finish the you know to catch up on the first part of this conversation this is part two when we're you know really going to the specifics of a relationship but back to the list so Cheryl's you want to go over your list okay so for my list I would pray for someone who is self-assured who loves themselves and know they were because you, I'm a firm believer that you can't love someone else until you love yourself Message. and um, I will also pray for someone that's non-judgmental mm-hmm. And <laughs> someone that's creative that I could bounce my ideas off of. And last but not least, someone that's encouraging and it's able to motivate me. And let what, me just, oh, go ahead. Oh, without me even having to say, say that. Yeah. And that's and something I want to commend you on because not saying y'all lists were, you know, bad or anything, but that was another thing in my, you know, in reading that was very apparent in Sierra's. A conversation with Angie Martinez that she was very specific mm-hmm. guys mm-hmm. so y'all listening is that yeah the list may seem silly or the prayers may seem silly but why she felt it was so powerful and strong was because she was very specific in her list or her prayer you know that she said something that she can do for herself like how you guys were saying pray for yourself give yourself something specific to do but also be specific with who you want mm-hmm. so what I would say my list would be is that um, I want something, I want someone who loves kids. Um, I want someone who works hard, who is motivated without being told. Mm-hmm. I want someone who, I just did a love language um, quiz for myself that we'll get into later. And, you know, it really revealed things that um, was very much accurate mm-hmm. that, you need for yourself that I realized that I need for myself in a relationship. So when we reveal that, you'll know that that's my number three that I need in my, <laughs> from my spouse. And then also, um, I want someone who is, um, understanding of my career mm-hmm. because I, uh, am an entertainment journalist. So I travel a lot and, busy. I, <laughs> and blessed. Annoying. Thank you. Um, yeah. So I need someone who's going to understand that I may not be there in every capacity, but I'm working hard. I'm doing my best. So. Can I add an honorable mention? Cause I forgot to mention this. What? 
I need someone not that, abusive. No, I need someone who has. <laughs> <What>? uh, <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I need someone <laughs> that went left. Who doesn't okay. stink? <laughs> but I need someone who has a great relationship with their mom or like a great um, word female That's figure because down. your first relationship. No. Yeah, your first rela- relationship is when you when your mom. You don't believe birth. that? Oh my god! I believe that because. Um, you know, when Child. you're born, your first relationship is either with your mom. And if it's not your mom, it's your grandmother. And that's how you never heard the saying, like, you gonna know how he treats you by the way he, he treats, treats his, his mom. mom. You don't so. believe that? No. Wow. Why? Mm. Um, I was born, I was raised without my mother. Without my mother. Gotcha. So I'm not really, I don't. Keen on that. Yeah, because I think everybody was raised with their mother. So they think it's just a standard. But you see people that don't really treat their mother that good, like. Get out of my room. Well, not not just white people. <laughs> like, but I'm no, just saying, baby. I I feel like I do is I do every, I do a lot. So like, as far as um being raised without my mother, it's just it's more so just who you, um, uh, what woman you value, and I value my grandmother. But and I she said didn't that, play any role as far as raising me, but she was just there. I said that, or any any female yeah. like role, like auntie, yeah, grandmother, all that. You don't oh. listen. You don't listen. It was at this moment that he knew he fucked up. Welcome to but, my world. I mean, it's a, it's <laughs> a very <laughs> it's a very very good point. Mm-hmm. Um, I but I also know some a holes that <sighs> treat their mother with so much. They trash. which means they won't treat you right either. But anyway, um, dang, I'm sorry. I meant like but... they treat their mother well. Oh, oh <laughs> look at you hopping up the gate. Just, a, just assuming. Ooh. I apologize. Just a <laughs> but on that note, um, we did some research and we found out the keys to a successful relationship is, um, of course, a woman is always right. Two, communication. <laughs> three, compromise, which is huge. Um, forgiveness and prayer. I agree with all of those things. Okay. Okay. Somebody Communication, a, compromise, forgiveness, all those is extremely yeah. important. That was some part Woman from is always right Breakfast is, Club, DJ yeah. Envy, even though he treated on his wife. Oh, yeah. That's and it's then... Um, oh, well, that's why he said apologize. The what? Wait, no, they don't. That's no, they don't. No, they don't. That's why he said forgiving is a... Is Black a man don't yeah. cheat. Oh, hell no. <laughs> Here y'all go with that. Black man don't cheat. Or no, yeah, black man don't cheat. Nice. Um, but the and 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 so, what are your thoughts on those keys? You know that a successful relationship. I mainly pre- uh want to hear about like woman is always right. Um, saying and then also forgiveness. Um, woman is always right. That whole thing. I put that in quotes in my head because it's like I don't want to just proclaim that happy Facts. wife equals happy life i, I tie i tie that into the compromise um okay because i feel like those are kind of the same thing right we it, speak into an almost married man tell us the tea sir. i'm just Give saying yes, tea. Is, is, <laughs> <laughs> i'm just saying like it's when you arguing with somebody you know you're right but she's passionate about her point all right fam you got it you gotta like, get, you gotta get you know what i'm saying pick your battles My, it, it's it, exactly and it's more so compromise like all right it's not worth it's not worth me Proving that I'm right because you trash, but I know I'm right. But like, let me just. All right. But it's what not, makes you talking. feel like it's not worth it? I think Pride. that's like the Be- because of the aftermath. No, like what makes known... you feel that it's not worth it to fight? Oh, okay, that's what I'm asking. Because if you if you if you've been with a person long enough and you've argued long enough, you know how the, the arguments end. Yep. You know what's gonna happen. You know what's it's not beneficial to anybody when you just like all right. I prove my point. But still, the aftermath is her like feeling away or us having a uh, bad communication for the next couple of weeks. So it's not worth it. So then, I guess a, a follow up question is: How do you um, pick your battles by like not going back and forth, come like letting her be right or whatever the case may be, and still feel like you're whole? It's part of constructive criticism, honestly. It's how you bring the point to her. Like if you're able to bring or to bring the point to him or her, if you're able to bring that point without. Um, getting under their skin or doing something that'll trigger them, then you can get your point across without even leading to an argument. Like, but I mean, how do you feel like your your point got across? Is that what you're saying? Like, how do you feel like your point got across? Like, you're good as a person, like that you were listened, you were heard, you understand? Because I think that that's where the compromise part lacks is where people feel like they're compromising, but they're not being made whole. They're not being heard. I don't they're think they're being like their partner is getting everything and they're getting nothing. So how do you walk out of that feeling 
good by letting your partner have his or her moment. I think that people think that the woman is right saying means that you just shut up and let it go. You can say what you want to say, but at the end of the, at the end of that, listen, I understand what you're saying. I, I hear what you're saying. I may not agree, but it is okay to disagree to disagree. So let's let's figure out where we're gonna go from there. So gotcha. it's the acknowledgement. It's the exa- acknowledgement. Yeah. I say for me, it, you gotta have like a mental violence. No, oh. you gotta have like a mental calculator in your head. Like if you if you know you've been right so many times in argument, but you just never got your point across, or she never listened to you. Um, <laughs> if you feel like you got your point across, then eventually you gotta be like, all right, let her get this one. Mm-hmm. Let her feel like she got this one, and then we'll talk about it later. I, I'll go back to a comedian. I think it was Louis C.K. who is who we probably don't support right now. Um, he said, uh, <laughs> he said, women will get mad, but eventually they won't be mad anymore. So as long as you hear her out with all her points and everything, and you listen to her, not just hear her, mm-hmm. then eventually she'll calm down, and then you can get your point across, and then y'all can have this conversation on whatever the ar- argument started about or what the ar- whatever the argument was about. Because you're not always and in you'll agree. So and you'll feel like you got hurt. And right. you'll feel- the point is I'm trying to make is that everybody wins quote, when, air quotes in compromise sense. I think the main is thing is you gotta wait until you gotta wait yeah. until the so that's where the quote of women is always right mm-hmm. stares from so guys listeners y'all know here after this conversation that this is where this stems from this is how you can get your point across and still feel good or yell and let your <laughs> spouse feel good so that everybody is living a successful relationship but I have to take it to social media for a second. Social media tends to believe that when you're unwed, that you shouldn't have children. This is personal for me, obviously, because I am a mom of twins and I'm not married. Hey! Wait, you're a parent? <laughs> yeah, he's a parent. Oh, hey, dad! Okay. Thank you so, for the DUI after that. Oh, daddy. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why I said it. Um, but anyway, so... I just wanted to know, do you think that having kids should be directly attributed to marriage? So we have celebs like Malika Hawk and OT Genesis, Christina Milian, her new boo, Young Miami from the City Girls, Kyla Pratt and that, um, her boo, her long-term boyfriend KP from, from Black and Crew. Compton. Word. Um, Solange, obviously. <laughs> Danielle Brooks from Orange is the New Black. Cardi B, before it went public, that her and Offset were already married. So, you know, like, it's a bunch of celebrities who, you know, have had kids who weren't married at the time. Um, and it's been a thing where we're kind of like shaming them for not being wed and having children, almost making it synonymous like you have to have one or the other or one before the other. So, you know, what is that? What are your thoughts on that? I don't like that. I don't like the um, I don't like to stick to tra- tra- tradition. Good word. Excuse me. Um, I'm more of like I've liked to challenge. Shit. So I'm the guy that like, why do I have to do this? Why do I have to have a kid before marriage? Why do I have to like? I don't see the point in that type of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, excuse me, stuff. I don't see the point in that, so I don't really follow it. Like, this is me though. Well, I- let's listen to what Lauren London has to say. So you don't have any plans with Nipsey so far? Do you have plans with your boyfriend? I don't have a boyfriend. Okay, so when you get one, no. But when you get one, then don't focus on the future. Focus on the present. Okay. Enjoy what's happening now. When this interview happened, she had only had one son that was with Lil Wayne. She was only with Nipsey, but they had been together for a minute and people were badgering her about whether what they planned, what their plans were. Whether they were married or not. Whether they were married or not. Because, you know, they kept having these little sayings for each other that nobody could understand. Or the photo shoots. And, yeah. You know, just all these things. So my point is, or even Jeannie Mai from The Real, she's know, like so. one of the hosts... She, um, and she was married for 10 years and never wanted children. Because now she wants so to be with saying, my man. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a different topic Wait, who for she another day. Cheesy. Cheesy. All right. So my, so my point is, is you know, should social media just chill? Or, like, should we continue to just make this anonymous for women, like, who are most likely, most of the time, getting the 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 comments by the way about oh people don't want to be married no more they just want to have kids like mm-hmm. what does that mean this why it, why are one why are we getting the brunt two why it doesn't have to be synonymous with having kids and having marriage they're not the same why does it have to be this goes back to our first episode where we talked about um do we want it all like our 
the the 25th century mark where millennials were different from our parents' generation. And if you want to go back to when we were talking about um, Fantasia, it's mostly a religious aspect on that, on like um, having kids outside of wedlock. I think when it comes to like what you were just talking about, it's, it's more like a double standard thing. Like the reason why or the reason why. The reason. Uh, the, the reason. The reason why uh, Lauren London got all the blunt of the criticism is because. Because I don't men, hear nothing. I've never yeah. heard of Nipsey ever getting these questions. Because like, men are expected no, to, to mess Nipsey around. He did. he did. He did. I remember um, they were asking, when are you going to marry her? And it was he was responsive more so when I feel is right. And it's it's fine. You know what I'm saying? Some people are okay with they having kids first. They accepted that from him. Yeah. But when it was Lauren, they asked her a thousand you times. Get more questions out of it. Yeah. But I just think the, the moral of the story for our listeners is that don't. I'll let social media or anybody pressure or anybody, you. anybody. Nope. pressure or tradition you. honestly tradition. like don't let nobody influence what you want to do be truthful to what how you want to go about things don't what follow any type of path that people may have input in your mind just do how things do things how you want to do them like there's nothing wrong with that and so um what i wanted to do have a bunch of kids seven <laughs> seven kids don't get married okay so now one more thing I wanted to talk about the whole phase, right? You know, as a millennial, we are in this prime before, you know, in the middle of getting engaged, getting married, finding relationships, situationship, da 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 da. And in between that or after that, vice versa, we have this thing called the whole phase. Mm -hmm. Some of us experienced it, some of us have not. So, you know, is it essential to find, before you find your soulmate? Do you think you should have a whole phase before you find your soulmate? I think that in your 20s, I think your 20s is supposed Why to... Why does it got to be just your 20s? Because go earlier, go earlier, dig deeper. Nah, 16, dig deeper. No. 17. I want to say 20s because like at 20, like you're kind of old enough, but you're still like really young. Mm -hmm. So you should use that time to learn what you like yes. and all that stuff. And it, So I yes. agree with that, but I also feel like as a woman, that whole phase will play you. I think the, the title... But it don't have to technically title, be a whole phase, Yeah, though. the title, it, is, be, it sounds it bad. It could be a serial, serial dating. Ex yeah, exploratory. exploratory. You're just trying to test the water and see what's out, out there. You gotta figure out what you want. Yeah. At that point I think because you don't really know. So you gotta lay in a bed with hella men and women. But it doesn't Not have to be It don't have men. to be that. It could just be date, like serial dating. Yeah, like, yeah. you don't have to lay in a bed, but nah, if I wanted to lay in a bed... you gotta you gotta know what you want sexually. Out of every, out of so like, wait, but y'all, all y'all beating around the bush. I just need <laughs> one straight answer. Yes. <laughs> do you think yeah. the whole phase is essential? Um. So or do you think if you didn't have it, it would bite you in the behind? If me or if the girl that I was the talking girl, to. the man, like just our listeners to this one person, do you think that it's essential to have it at one point before having your soulmate? So I think we talked about this before on our show uh no refunds uh but i've been through my whole phase i think malcolm has been through his um i, I think i want to say i want to say it's essential just because like i said before in that phase that's when you tend to learn or f find out what you do and don't want whether it be in a relationship or whether it be sexually too so in that period whether it be from your 20s to your 25s or your 30s th that that time period is like super important in your life so i feel like and also feel like for the um for the whole phase, it normally comes after a major breakup. Yeah. Like a major experience in your life where you're like, I don't want to deal with nobody right now. I just want to do me and then move on. And then you learn from that experience yourself. Let's help our listeners figure out how to find that right one. How to, you know, navigate through their exploratory phase by examining our love languages. So the concept of love languages was introduced by relationship expert Dr. Gary Chapman in his book, The Five Love Languages, The Secret to Love That Lasts. The book explains that in order to ensure a healthy relationship, it's important to identify and use your partner's love language. This will help get rid of any miscommunication that we have said earlier in the show, which is very important in any relationship, and will allow for a much more understanding couple. There are five different love languages, which are acts of service, words of affirmation, quality, time, receiving gifts, and physical touch. The love languages help you understand how to love and how your love materializes in a relationship as well as what is important 
important for you to receive from your partner. Here's what that means for each individual language, how they will show love, how to show love to them, and what would really hit where it hurts. So I had everyone do a love language quiz from Anaya, No Refund, Cheryl's, myself, and we all want to go through briefly Definitely had us do homework. We had homework. Yeah. <laughs> I just did take, my homework. I take home quiz. <laughs> briefly, what our love languages are. So, who wants to go first? I'll go first. Okay, go ahead. So, my love language is um, I knew this already, but it was more so um, words of affirmation and physical touch. Um, I'm a very affectionate guy, so for me, all the hugging and the, all that stuff is very important. Giving me compliments every now and then is very important, but at the same time, I also like my personal space. So, give me a compliment and go away. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Who's next? I guess I'll go next. So, okay. um my number 1 was words of affirmation and um my number 2 was quality time, which is very important to me. So, like I can't really date no one if it's I can't do long distance relationships like so you I can't like be to, booked and busy. I mean, you can I can, but I you make time for what you want to make time for at the end of the day. And okay, so Tommy, No, it's crazy. My uh my number 1 was quality time. And the last relationship I was in, we never spent time together. So I, I don't know if that quiz was based off of how I feel now. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, my number one was quality time. Number two was like acts of service. I could see that. That's also probably from a last relationship. Because <laughs> um, I wasn't... She, one, she was a great person. Um, mm. Two, she never really gave me a lot of things. Not that I asked for it or anything, but... Whoosh, the shade. Know, I, I, guess, <laughs> I guess that said, mm. I want more... Out of relationship when it comes to like Got giving you. me things and quality time, spending time together with someone is very important too, whether that be 10 minutes or 10 seconds together. 10 seconds. You, so, you okay with 10 seconds? Hey, man. Hey, yo, <laughs> my nigga, I, I, I miss you. I miss you. Love you. Bye. Peace out. Good night. So, my top two, my first one was physical touch. Um, Ooh. Yeah. You nasty. <laughs> Even if it's just like, my leg is chilling on you or we're hugging. Like my family, I come from a family where we're big huggers. Mm-hmm. That's how I greet people. That's how I part people, part with people. So that was high. And then my second one was acts of service. So it's like, yeah, you can say how much you care about me, but oh, how are you showing it? Mm-hmm. I'm very big on showing it. Mm-hmm. Um. So I'm like the only one. Okay. So my, <laughs> I forgot. Okay. So mine two were um, very close between and mine was acts of service and quality time which is very much Sagittarius. I know. You do be booked and That's busy. why my acts of service counts a lot. Like when I'm booked and busy, your act of service is taking care of my children. You know, mm. like like your act of service is assuring me that even while I'm gone, you got this. Like even though I know you got it, it's like don't even worry about it. Because it's not as easy for me to just fly away and it be like, it's not just the, some happy just vacation when I'm gone. It's the mental m- mental of me, like, I'm not with my girls. They're wondering where mama is. Why is mama always away? Daddy is home, you know, or whomever is there. Like, it's like, I'm not there. Mm-hmm. I should be there. I'm the one that's supposed to be instilling these ideals into you and giving you this nurture and this nourishment, and I'm not there. So you taking care of the the responsibilities and assuring me that I shouldn't feel guilty and that you got it, that is the act of service, and that is what I need to continue to be focused, but also know, like, man, Message. I'm taken care of. <laughs> right. Go yeah, on, Exactly. And then, like I said, when I come back, the second one is quality time because that's what I need when I'm gone and I'm away. Yeah. I need that time. I want that time. And you and that my partner, I would assume, want that time as well if I'm away. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted, you know, that I feel like all in all from all of us having this love language quiz. I know listeners out there, you weren't able to take it, um, but you can definitely take it at fivelovelanguages.com. If that is something you think you would want to do, um, you can take it as a single, like as a person not in a relationship. And you could also take it with your significant other. They have a couples quiz, which I've also taken with my significant other, and it has proven to be a great tool. So um, thank you 
for everyone participating in the quiz, it is like I said, the five acts of lo- I mean, five love languages. It's it's very important that you learn that as well as learn to love yourself mm-hmm. in order to find, you know, a person that you think you can be compatible with, because that is what's very important. Thank you. No refunds. Shout out to no yeah, refunds. That's us. <laughs> so we need you guys to shout out your social media so people can follow y'all. And how can they subscribe to your podcast? Well, if you want to uh, subscribe to me, I am Boy Too Nice. Um, the name of our our uh, podcast IG. is or yeah, our IG is No Refunds TV. On YouTube, we are YouTube.com slash No Refunds TV. And on the actual podcast side of things, we are No Refunds with a dollar sign. So the S is actually a dollar sign. And on Instagram, you can find me on or at Team Time with the I E. That's T E A M T O M M I E. And make sure we, we we are on all podcast platforms. So there's No Refunds with a dollar sign. And also, um, make sure you stay tuned because we will be on, we'll be guests on your podcast. Facts. Very Big soon. Box. So now we are going to talk about our upcoming events. Of course, we got to shout out my homegirl, Denise, and her podcasters of New Jersey Meetup, which y'all should be attending. is every last Thursday of the month. Um, you can follow at Podcasters of New Jersey for more details. And I just wanted to conclude in saying that the purpose of this episode was to help you learn your sp- like learn what you want as a millennial in your in a potential spouse and learn how to love yourself learn how to figure out yourself and learn how to have your wants that i feel is most important as you become to want to not even settle down settle down i hate that word more so like um find your find your hmm just find your bet like i don't know find like I know, sound it out. <laughs> don't don't find your babe. Find your babe. Find your babe. Because at the end of the day, um, compatibility is key. That that's not something to run away from. That mm-hmm. is not as a millennial, that's something that we need, but we need to do it smart and we need to be intentional. And and I hope that this helps. I would personally say we unpacked a lot on this episode. Um, with relationships, you know it's a broad topic. So the fact that we touched on the five love languages. We touched on the infamous prayer, but I would personally say, like Megan Good say, instead of praying for a partner, pray for yourself and pray that you will get ready for the partner that God blesses you with. And of course, I always preach self-love, so you can't love someone until you learn how to love yourself. Message. So thank you, No Refunds. Thank you, Anaya. And we are, we're done. (laughs) We're done. We'll see you next week. All right. It's a wrap. It's time for the percolator. <laughs> it's time for the percolator. Bye. <laughs>You can stream the Millennial Herb podcast on Anchor every Thursday starting 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on anchor.fm backslash the Millennial Herb podcast, including any other streaming site, including Google Podcasts, Apple Music, and Spotify. Also, make sure to follow the Millennial Herb podcast on Instagram or Facebook. We definitely love to hear how you have enjoyed our season thus far. Leave comments on our page and be sure to share with your friends. Make sure that you follow me, Ariel Ryan. That's Ariel underscore ryan and my co-host shirls i underscore five u-r-e-l-y-r-e-j-o-i-c-e goodbye see you next time next episode on the millennial podcast we're talking all things adulting and generational wealth we're also talking about parenting, getting rich, and we're being joined by the cast and crew of Adulting Series, which is a web series on YouTube. So make sure that you stay tuned for the next episode.